Yeah. Huh. Okay, I'm coming. Oh shit. Uh, your horror pack has arrived. <laughs> yeah. Th thanks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the unofficial horror pack podcast. My name is Jerry, representing Kill the Cast, and joining me, as always, is Carly, representing Netflix and Chill Horror Podcast. How are you doing, Carly? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Jerry? Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm a little hungry, but other than that, I'm, I'm fine. Story of my life. Yeah, that's that seems to be the way. Uh, I just gave my cat a bunch of catnip, so he's, nice. he's living the life right now. Awesome. All right, so today we are getting into the January... 2018 horror pack the fun thing about this one is i don't know if you notice this but uh, our exclusive is number 18 and it's the first uh exclusive of 2018 oh i didn't think about that that's awesome yeah which means our last month uh our december 2017 was the last exclusive of 2017 and it ended on number 17 whoa yeah i wonder if that's just a big coincidence <laughs> so uh ex so we talked last time about the exclusive that would be in the february pack have i'm not going to say what it is just in case people don't want to know but did you see what it is the exclusive that will be in the february pack yeah remember how we talked like they were they were like hey the exclusive for the two for february oh, yeah. pack is going to be known because there's some publicity publicity fuck me i can't even talk behind it and uh i saw what it is and i've never seen the movie but i'm excited to have that blu-ray but did you see what it is i did not see what it is okay stay in okay cool one of us knows and one of us is staying uh secret i like that we'll okay. see what happens yeah. in february well it is february but we'll see what happens towards That's the end why of the I got month confused just, uh, i get so confused with these because we're doing the january pack right now yeah well and it's only that's why six, i was like wait what it's only six days into february we're only slacking yeah. a little bit yeah yeah um other than that i don't really have any other news for horror pack it's uh because most of the news deals with that and i don't want to do spoilers on that so i guess uh let's get into the rundown of the january 2018 horror pack the first one is the apparition which, uh, let's, what does this thing say? Let me turn on a little extra light. Ugh. Years after a student experiment to create a supernatural force goes horribly wrong, young couple Kelly and Ben begin to experience a terrifying, unexplained presence in their new house. In desperation, they enlist the help of a paranormal specialist, only to find the apparition may be haunting them, not their home. As the two struggle to save themselves, the present leads feeds on their fear, pushing them towards a fate that will make you wish you didn't believe. Da, da, da. Yeah, I have not seen this. Um, I know nothing about this. It has a IMDb rating of 4.1, and on Amazon it's about $9 for the Blu-ray. Yeah, I also have not watched it yet and don't really know about much about it. I know um, Mr. Austin from Woodsboro Bros told me it's a little bit generic, but also like entertaining and fun. So we'll have to see. Fair enough. Next up, The Lazarus Effect 
starring my dude, Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino. Uh, let's see. A group of researchers led by Frank and his fiance Zoe, have achieved the unimaginable, bringing the dead back to life. Am I reading the, the apparition again? Didn't it just say they brought a ghost <laughs> uh, to yes. the world by experiment? Okay. Uh, when Zoe is accidentally electro- electrocuted in a horrific accident, Frank and his team use their experimental serum to resurrect her. But their attempts go horribly wrong, unleashing terrifying powers with Zoe that put all their lives in grave danger. So it started out like the last one, but then they were like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's in- interject a uh, reanimator into it. Kick it up a notch. Yeah, basically. So I, I haven't seen this. I was excited to see this. And then Jay told me it was terrible. So, but it has Donald Glover in it. So I'm, I'm still like, how can it be terrible with some childish Gambino? Yeah, I don't really know. I've heard, I think I've heard like mixed opinions on it. I, I feel like I've heard mainly good things about it though. So I'm actually kind of excited to check it out. Yeah, I'm excited to check it out also. Um, So it has a 5.2 rating on IMDb. And uh, this copy comes with a digital HD copy, which I'm always a fan of. And it goes for about $10 on Amazon. Nice. Our next one is Resident Evil Afterlife, which I was told is the fourth movie in the series because I've only ever seen the first two. Same. Uh, after a one-woman assault on the Umbrella Corporation's fortress, Alice's superhuman abilities are neutralized. Now fleeing the undead masses created by the T-Virus, Alice reunites with Claire Redfield and her brother, Chris. Together, they take refuge with other survivors in an abandoned prison where a savage zombie mob stands between them and the safety of Arcadia. Escaping these bloodthirsty mutants will take an arsenal, but facing off with Albert Wesker and the Umbrella Corporation will take the fight for survival to a new level of danger. So, this is a steel case. It was apparently a Walmart exclusive. While doing research, because I can't find an actual price for this, um, as for like on Amazon or Walmart, I did see there was a Best Buy steel case that looked so much better than this, by the way. Yeah, it looked awesome. Um, This one looks all right. I'm fine with it. Um, Now, on eBay, it ranges in price. Um, I called it a $7 because it was ranging from $5 to $10, depending on where you were looking and shipping and all that. Um, But you can easily get it for $10, but you can also easily get it for $5. So I called it a $7. So seven bucks and it has a 5.9 rating on IMDb. So uh, without going into the exclusive, that is $26 worth of Blu-ray. Nice. Now, the exclusive is volume volumes of blood horror stories. Uh, this one doesn't really have much of an explanation, but it says this critically acclaimed anthology sees a young couple planning to purchase an old home, but would like one last tour before the closing. One last tour? It made it sound, in the movie, it didn't seem like they had ever been in there, ever. Yeah, they definitely hadn't been. I'm pretty sure they even say that, like, oh, it's our first tour. Yeah, uh, they're guided around the estate by a realtor that may have more in store than they bargained for. Searching floor by floor, they begin to discover seven tales of terror terror that will leave you asking, how many stories does your home have? 
This is a sequel, if you did not know, because I did not know. Uh, this is Volumes of Blood Horror Stories. The first one was just called Volumes of Blood. I have not seen that one. The DVD of this uh, goes for about $17. and But this is available to stream on Prime. So if you want to watch this movie before or after our review, you can stream it for free on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime. It has a 4.8 rating on IMDb, so when you add that $17, you're looking at $43 total for this horror pack. Not a bad deal. Um, once again, we're ranging at that $40 to $50 for each horror pack, which is pretty good. Yeah, definitely. So let's get into Volumes of Blood. Um, first of all, the first story is... There, okay, this story... Okay, you know how they just talked about a, a, a couple looking at the house? That's right. the inside wraparound for the stories involved in in here. But there's a wraparound to that wraparound. Which, when I first started watching the movie, I was thinking, am I watching the right movie <laughs> for a second? Because I'm like... Um, like, just reading the back of the cover, you start out and you get something that's totally not the back of the cover. So, it's kind of misleading there. <laughs> yeah, so you're following a rockabilly couple um, who are on their way to somewhere. And they're they're just bullshitting in the car. Not really saying anything important. And I do want to point out, it's amazing how much production quality a drone can give you nowadays. Because that <laughs> shot of it coming from behind the truck over it and then right past it is pretty good. And it's, it's something that... Independent filmmakers, they have a buddy with a drone, can get more production quality by using that drone for scenes like this. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the rockabilly couple uh, meet a big dude. Uh, turns out they're going to rob this place because the big dude uh, was getting let go of because uh, they were shutting the place down. Turns out they had a reason to shut the place down. But as of right now, you're just like, okay, sure. So they're going in there. They're jack and stuff i can't tell what kind of shop this is i think it's like an auto shop but i'm not 100 percent sure yeah that's what i'm assuming that's what it looked like to me yeah so the big dude is like hey we need to get out of here soon because it's not safe after dark he tells them the story of atticus crow who is more boo radley than you would believe which also bad comparison obviously have you never read the books boo radley was a good person in the end he didn't hurt anyone he was he was just made fun of a lot Boo Radley was more like uh, Victor Crowley before Victor Crowley died. That's a good so, comparison. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where. Like, I was just like, what? Um, yeah, I thought I double, double took on that, too, because that's actually a book I read in high school and yeah. didn't, like, cheat on. So I knew what they were talking about. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand that. So they tell the story, which is basically um, Atticus Crow was a guy who was threatening to bring a union into this place, which I've, I'm... Still not sure what kind of place this is because now they're talking about like it's a factory instead of a auto shop. Mm. Um, I'm not clue. But anyway, Atticus uh, Crow gets his arm cut in a machine. It cuts out and he bleeds out. And apparently a few days after they bury him, they go and get his corpse and use it as a scarecrow. And then Crenshaw buried him again because I guess someone got suspicious. So now, back to the regular time. Uh, they go about continue to grab their stuff, and it turns out that he goes, yeah, two night guards have died in the last six months. Well, maybe that's why they're shutting the place down. Maybe it has nothing to do with him being a dick. He doesn't want more people to die, so it sounds like Crenshaw is actually doing kind of a good thing here, and maybe you shouldn't be a dick in robbing him. Yes. For the record. 
So, um, we get uh, the Rockabilly guy end up getting killed, which he gets like hit in the jaw with a chain or something, and then he gets his throat slit. Looks fine, but you can tell the, the piece that's on his neck. Like, you can clearly see it. They Like, it's bulging out for yeah. where they cut. Like So that bothered me a little bit. Because um, if they can hide that in 1981 with Friday the 13th, you can hide it here. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, then we go to the chick pulling a gun out on uh, the big dude. And I do want to point out there is a Jason mask in that cage that the big dude was just looking in. And this movie has fucking tons of references. Which I very much enjoy, actually. I, I did enjoy them, except for, like, the ones they got wrong. Like, I, I need to go... I may be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure they messed up Die Hard and Lethal Weapon. Because when the, the Rockabilly dude says he's getting too old for this shit, she goes... Uh, she makes a Die Hard reference, but that's a reference not to Die Hard, but to... Lethal Weapon, as far as I know. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that I'm right. Maybe. I've never seen either movie, so I can't really help you out there. Well, fair enough. So, uh, then the big dude uh, gets attacked because Atticus Crow just shows up right behind him. And I gotta say, the big dude screaming is terrible. Like, that was really, really bad acting. Yeah. Yeah. And the growling from Atticus is just slightly cringy, but not as cringy as her saying grody and running away. Oh my god, like, she like stands there the whole time, and like, I don't know, I would have ran away like 10 minutes ago, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, once again, the kill is okay, it looks fine. Uh, She runs, she finds her dude pinned to a wall, all Christ-like, and then she gets killed also. And I was just like, okay, this was super generic and boring, I hope this is not what I'm in for. But the joke is on us as we then see it's a movie theater and uh, a dude gets up and starts bitching that all modern horror movies suck. And I was like, well, you know what? There is always that one dude in every horror Facebook group who shits on everything new and is just like, oh, nope, all modern horror sucks. So I thought yeah. that was kind of cute because it's kind of making fun of, of that certain person. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that the dude was shitting on the movie that is called Murder Death Killer. And this was a remake of the original. So he bitches about it. He he tries to shit on the poster. He draws a dick on a movie poster. He tells the kids it's a unicorn. uh, And they finally leave after they get kicked out and, and make fun of a dude's mustache. At this point, I'm just I don't know what I'm into. They then go to a house and I'm like, is this the house from the movie from, I mean, from the back of the box? I'm not fucking sure yet. Mm-hmm. So then they make fun of more things that I really like. Uh, mentioning the name of Rob zombie starts a debate on the internet. That's very true. You can't mention Rob zombie without someone coming out of the woodwork to tell you he's the savior of horror. And then someone else to tell you he's the worst thing to ever happen to horror ever. So yeah, I, I did that. I, I was, I was fine with that. Um, so, and then they have a, this is a good debate on nostalgia and horror. And that's true. Nostalgia and horror. There's a lot of people that use their nostalgia and that's the only thing they see in horror. And the one big dude, the other big dude, not the big dude from before, man. Fuck this movie had too many goddamn characters. Too many big dudes. (laughs) Yeah, too many big dudes. He goes to the door. He, uh, of course, there's a plank face poster there. Which I was... 
There was like also like a what like Madman, and then they had like a murder whatever killer one. Like I thought it was cool that he had posters around yeah. his house. Well, that poster uh, that was the murder whatever killer one. That's murder death killer. That was their poster yeah. they made for the original movie that we saw the remake of in the beginning. Yeah, I thought that was pretty pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, he opens the door and he gets stabbed. And, well, he gets stabbed after telling the guy, aren't you a little short to be a stormtrooper? Star Wars reference. Grand. And uh, turns out it's the guy from the movie theaters, and I actually did chuckle when he said, aren't you a little dead to talk shit? <laughs> that made me laugh. So he sits down on the couch, and him and the guy, the other guy who was there, the skinny guy, they now start a movie. I have yet to understand the stories of this house yet. Yeah, we were like, I'm pretty sure this was like about 20 minutes into it too, or something like that. I was trying to keep track. It was this fucking movie is two hours long. Mm-hmm. Almost exactly, yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay, so we go to Halloween 2015. Uh, and there's a big mistake here, and I'm nerdy enough to know this mistake. When the big what? guy in the mask, the mask killer that I'm going to refer to as the mask killer a lot in this fucking thing, uh. <laughs> Open, he knocks on a door and the guy opens it and he's a redneck dude, kind of starts talking shit, making fun of him. He says, uh, did you get confused looking for, for a Pokemon or some shit? Pokemon Go didn't come out till fucking July 6, 2016. And this is, this is quite a, a fucking while before this. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, October 2015 is well before July 2016. So... I was nerdy enough to catch that. That was kind of, and the thing about it is that was kind of an easy, um, like just Google that. Why would you not just Google that real quick and be like, cause I knew it wasn't out in 2015. I, and I was like, no, it came out in 2016. So I checked to make sure I wasn't wrong by yeah. using Google and bam, I was not wrong. Um, that was this, them trying to cram in a funny line, which it was a funny line, but, unfortunately, the year was very, very much wrong. Yeah, all they had to do was, like, be like, oh, Halloween 2016 or something. All they had to do was, like, change the date and they could have made that work. But, yeah. no. Yep, so, um, he puts, uh, he stabs the guy, puts him in a chair, puts a pumpkin on his head, blah, blah, blah. We go to another house. Uh, another guy who's now dressed, I guess, like Atticus Crow or something. Uh -huh. Knocks on the door and freaks this girl out who's trying to get her husband to not go to work, but then her husband's a security guard who has to go to work because there's a bunch of murders at a library, and then she sits there and finds out about that. Atticus Crow dude shows up and tries to kill her, um, and the mass killer comes and kills him. I liked how um, the guy gets a text that's basically like, like it literally blatantly says what happened at the library, and he's like, "Oh my god, I think I have to go into work early. I think something might have happened at work." And it's just it like literally tells him exactly what happened, and he's acting all like, I, "I don't know. I think I might have to go in." Yeah, who wrote like, like throughout this movie? There's a lot of times where the script definitely could have been written better, and the acting yeah. could have been better. And then there's times that I absolutely love, like when the mass killer takes the girl and curb stomps her and candy corn goes everywhere. Yeah. I really enjoyed that too. I mean like the gore is like obviously a little bit low, but on the low budget side, like the blood and stuff, but like some moments are, you know, not bad. Yes, exactly. And, um, 
someone shows up and says, you idiot, this is not uh, where they want it, not here, take her to the house. Remember this because it's important, I guess. Then we jump to January 1st, 2016. So we go back a few months. And it is the family going through the house. The, or not the family, the couple. The couple yeah. who goes through the house. Um, and they, they start in the attic, even though the guy wants them to start down below. I guess he didn't want to waste a bunch of time. He was like, let's start here. And they're like, no, let's start at the top. So they go upstairs, they go in the attic, they see this uh, ugly little face mask with a yellow hat. And they are told that a special kid's, uh, special needs kid used to live in this attic. So now we jump to November 26, 2014, the day before Christmas. I meant day before Thanksgiving. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> okay. All right. Dude is getting told off by his boss in the car. He's got to sell shit or he's fired. So he goes into... Uh, and to me, this is the first actual story. This is the first story in the actual anthology. Everything we've seen for was rat was wraparound to the wraparound. Yeah, it really was. Because, like, I, like, I think of the Halloween thing as being, like, the first. But then when you think about it, like, it's not until after that that you get these people in the house. So, yeah, yeah. this would be the first. It's, I, like, I, 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 the timeline for this movie is fucking weird, man. Yeah. Um, so this dude sells uh, insurance or some shit, and he goes in this house, and this uh, goth-looking chick is just crying. And the, her parents left two days ago to pick up cranberry sauce. There is a funny line here where uh, when he makes the, the cliche joke of cross my heart, hope to die, and then he's like, well, who would actually hope to die? And she's just like, suicidal people? <laughs> oh, dark humor. That was actually pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um, so she tells him there's a monster in his closet. And uh, he drops another movie reference to Monster Squad. Also, his name is Boone, which is a reference to Nightbreed. Mm. So more references. Yeah. Which Monster Squad is a classic. I back him up on that. I fucking love Monster Squad. All right, so she says she will have sex with him if he goes and kills the monster. Uh, she's like, he's like, I'll, I'm married. I'll just take a high five. And she's like, dude, killing a monster is worth more than a high five. And I was like, that was clever. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he, he turns her down and she kind of goes upstairs and starts screaming and um, goes upstairs. Star Wars reference. There's three return of the head. There's two. There's three heads on the wall. That, and they're from Return of the Jedi. One of them is is the guard, big fucking piggy beast. I don't remember his fucking name, but he's the green pig-looking dude who is one of the guards for Jabba the Hutt. And then there's the guy who's the, um, I guess, advisor to Jabba the Hutt. And I don't know what the third one is. So anyway, uh, there's nothing in the closet as he goes up there to find that out. And then he gets pulled under the fucking bed and we see that mask we saw from that they had saw in the attic and so it turns out this is the special needs boy and he fucking tries to kill him he does kill him and she's like big sis is always here to keep you fed or some shit so um here's the first instance of this movie is not going to uh explain much of shit to you uh-huh so how, why did they leave the house? Well, okay, the parents left, so what, the cops eventually came and kicked her and her 
special needs cannibalistic uh, brother out? Did they starve to death? Did he eat her and then he disappear into the woods? What happened here? Why? Why? I, I want to know. Why did they get taken out of the house? Were they killed by the fucking uh, real estate guy that we find out later is fucking behind all this shit? I guess for some other society. Like, what the like, fuck happened here? Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe the real estate guy, like, that whole thing was supposed to be, like, involved in all this somehow, but you don't really get to know that. You just see these random stories and don't really see the connection, but I feel like that might be what they were trying to do there. Yeah, so as we go on, like, through this, you kind of get that there's something going on here, that they're all connected, that this, it, it almost starts to play it off as this house is haunted or something. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, we're about to see that it might actually be haunted, I guess. Um, so, but, like, so what? Do they show this house to people and then go, you know what? You're a fucked up family that will probably commit murder in here. You're hired. We let you live here for a little bit, but then you have to leave and we don't get told why. Uh, but other people that are nice and friendly and look like a good couple, we're going to fuck them up. They don't get to live here. I just don't understand. I just don't fucking understand at all. Yeah, I really, yeah, I really don't either. Like, it's obviously some underground corporation of sorts running this real estate stuff, but I have no idea, yeah. like, who the chosen ones are. Yeah, so the reveal in this one is cool because it does tie directly to what we just saw, and it kind of, but it, mm -hmm. now you know that what the setup for every skit is going to be. And the cool part about that is you can kind of, before the skit starts, you can kind of go, okay, well, how does this, how is this going to play in? There's kind of a guessing game here. Yeah. So I thought there were some funny lines in this one, but overall, uh, the, the, the guy who's the insurance salesman named Boone, uh, not that great of an actor. Um, yeah, I found it to be kind of annoying like them like their just whole conversation was kind of annoying like it was kind of comical but just the bad acting well, and for why some was reason he... her like what's that why was he talking like he was a fucking like uh, a clean-cut guy from the 1950s i don't know <laughs> it was like it was just really bizarre and then for some reason like it annoyed me like just her face with like her makeup smeared all over the place like we get it she was crying like for some reason that visual just like annoyed me I don't know why. It was just like the whole thing. We get thing. it. Hot Topic Harley Quinn. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's, we got to make the makeup smeared. That way people know that what's been going on. Yeah. So it was okay. So then yeah. we go back to the house and uh, the guy has to go piss. And uh, I want to say the paranoia of what's behind the shower curtain is a real thing. If I'm in someone's house I've never been to, I'm going to look behind that shower curtain before I use the bathroom just in case, because I don't want to get killed while using the bathroom. See, I don't do that because I figure, like, I'm still probably going to get killed even if I look behind the curtain because bathrooms are Yes, but so then your pants aren't down when you're killed. Good point. You die with dignity. I don't want to die and, like, all the police are taking pictures and they're like, look at Jerry. His <laughs> small penis hanging out. Way to fucking go. Like that's terrifying to me. I don't want. I don't want that on my conscience. You're right. You're right. Uh, so uh, he he sees something kind of written into the bathroom wall, but he can't tell what it is. And we're over here like 
That's some kind of thing in blood. All I can make out was the D and the E, the ED at the end. And so I was trying to, I was like, oh, maybe that means feed because the last story said fed. Mm-hmm. So I guessed that part right. So then we go to that. June 19th, 2011, Father's Day. And here we have a interracial couple, a white man and a black girl. More power to them. I'm all about that. Indeed. Um, and uh, they're trying to make a baby as they moved into this new house. And there's some lines here that are funny if you're in ninth grade. Yeah. Like, it's Father's Day and I want you to be my baby's daddy. Okay. <laughs> kind of funny. But then he talks about how he didn't want to get naked in the hallway because he didn't want the cat to rub on his leg. Because you know he can't turn down easy pussy. Yeah. And I'm just like, there is some stoner who is fucking dying of laughing right now. Yeah. His mind is blown at this joke. That is so accurate. Yeah. So then they talk a little bit more and she she's in the shower naked. Um... And she starts talking about he didn't take his medication. So you, okay, there's something wrong with him. And he starts talking about how he shouldn't have to take it. He's only 28. So you're like, okay, is it about his penis? Like, what is like, what is, what's the problem? But then he talks about it broke up his parents. And I'm like, okay, it is his penis. He can't get his penis erect. And Uh his, and that happened to his dad and his mom left him. But they don't actually tell you. You don't know. And while he's telling you all this, there's all these fucking cracking noises. So, and then we get this weird shaky cam Snapchat filter put over everything. Yeah. Which, by the way, Snapchat, you should totally make a, a shaky cam uh, Vaseline on the screen look for Snapchat. That'd be the new hotness. I'm just saying. Yes. I'm on, I, I would use Snapchat more, even though I rarely use it as it is. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so he he opens the thing and she's dead. She's fucking ripped apart. There's her heart. There's her tongue. And he's freaking out. And you see Feed Me written in blood. So, and then you see what looks like um, someone standing in the tub naked who's white now. And I thought this was the kid from the one we just saw. Uh-huh. But but this is before that one, so it can't be that. So it's not like um, the kid is haunting the house, because this is before that kid was in that house, apparently. Yeah. Which also makes me think, if that kid had only been in the house... Let's see, that was 2011. Who knows how long that kid was in the house? Because uh, his skit was from 2014. Was he eating people before they got into the house, or did he only start eating people when he got into the house? Um... Who knows? I need to know the before and afters of the people who are in this house. Well, sir, you're not going to get those. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm fucked. So, okay. So let me get back into this. Uh, He's flipping out. Obviously, there's something wrong with him. But now I'm like, okay, this is definitely not about his dick. Because he's like having mental issues like bipolar or something. He's flipping out. Yes. Like I assumed schizophrenia of sorts, perhaps. Yes, there we go. It could be that. Yeah. So a black dude shows up, who I'm guessing was uh, Sarah's brother or something. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and the white dude's flipping out. He's like, Sarah's gone. And the, the black dude's like, dude, chill. Look, the tub didn't. I love how he's like the tub ater, man. I've seen it in <laughs> movies. There was there was that movie Deathbed, the bed that eats. This is the fucking tub that eats. I promise you, man. 
And dude, black dude's just like, no, no fucking way. He gets up and he starts jumping. And then like on his third jump, the tub, I guess, opens up like dude's chest from the thing and just starts fucking eating him. I, I, I guess. Like that jumping, like had me cracking up it's like of course he's got to jump three times for this to work and then like the shaky cam it like i just found it to be comical instead of clicking your heels three times to get back to kansas you just jump three times to get eaten by a fucking bathtub yeah um so uh he calls the police after the thing says you next um and then he climbs in the tub um and the police show up, and uh, one of the cops goes upstairs and um, gets uh, grabbed, and three shots are fired that light up the room, which I'm like, the room is too bright for those three shots to actually line up a, light up a room. Like, yeah. you would only see the gunshot flashes in a dark room. Mm-hmm. You just needed the, the, you didn't need the light, you just needed the fucking uh, sound effect. That's all you needed. We were good with that. Yeah. Um... So, uh, once again, it's, it's fucking, it goes to the, to the guy, he's now standing in the tub, and he eats a part of the finger. I, I think it's the finger? I hope it's the finger. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I'm, a, and then it stops, so I'm assuming the female cop from downstairs gets up there and either puts a cap in his ass or arrests him or something. I don't know what happened here, and I don't know if... Did that guy just kill everyone or does the tub actually eat people or was the tub eating people just us seeing like him like flipping out with his schizophrenia? Yeah, like I felt like it was trying to maybe be say like he was the one doing it. But once again, you don't really know. Yep, we'll be saying that a lot. So I thought this one was (laughs) the acting was pretty terrible Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't really like this one at all. Yeah, you, you summed it up perfectly how these are jokes for, like, 15-year-olds, basically. I, and it happens, like, even, like, at the beginning, the guys, like, in the movie theater, some of the stuff they're saying is just, like, those cringy things that would have been funny when I was, like, in middle school. And yeah. that's kind of what you get here, too. Yeah, so, back to the couple at the house. And, uh, now, Carly, are you Urban Dictionary young? Um, I, I know my way around Urban Dictionary. So I thought this was funny because here's the thing. Charleston Young, he's referring to the Charleston dance, which is like back to the 1950s. And Urban Dictionary uh-huh. Young, like that, those are, there's a generation between that. Obviously he's not old enough to be Charleston Young. <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um, but then the guy replies uh, with, I'm not a hip-hop fan. And that's the real estate agent guy, by the way. Who, I know you won't know this, but this dude, he kind of looks like Andy Williams the, from Every Time I Die. And that kept cracking me up. Um, so if anyone's a fan of Every Time I Die, uh, they're probably forever going to look at this guy as Andy Williams now. So they're in the kitchen. Uh, the husband finds a picture in the kitchen drawer that looks like, and then they don't tell us. And he's like, I miss her so much. And from what I put together, his mom died, and, and, but why don't they clear out this fucking house when someone moves? And, or do they do that, and then they bring all the shit back in, like, well, make sure you put the, uh, keep all the last tenant shit up there, but make sure you go back and include, like, this photograph, just throw it in the fucking drawer, along with this knife, throw it in there. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. it, it, fucking okay. So, um, this kiss is terrible. By the way, they mm. they they kiss because she's like, he's flipping out. He's the most calmest person who's ever flipped out ever. He's like, oh, it's it's it just put it's putting me over the edge. This house is putting me over the edge. I'm calm <laughs> as fuck though. Like, I am cool as a cucumber, baby girl. You know. Yeah. Um. And then they kiss, and it's, like, the most, like, there is no passion in that kiss. That is yeah. fucking terrible. I could fake a better kiss with someone who hated me. <laughs> um. So they find a knife, and there's a blood stain on it, or it's a jelly stain on it. I don't know. The real estate agent, agent licks it, and he's then fucking slams it down into a board and then makes a comical joke. He does this a lot where he does something super creepy, and then he's just like... Right back. And I gotta say, so far, the real estate agent is my favorite thing. He is entertaining as shit. Yeah, he does a pretty good job, I gotta say. Yeah. So, then we go to the next one. And I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. This, while being one of the slowest ones in this, is one of the best ones. The mm-hmm. acting in this skit is fantastic. The twist in this skit is fucking amazing. Uh, the cinematography in this skit is is awesome. This is the best made one in the entire movie. So, December 24th, 2008, Christmas Eve. There's a dead bird and a lady and she puts it in the box and everything is fucking red. Yes. Did you notice, I mean, red bags, red clothes, red bird, red box, red pillows, red record player, red fingernails, red mixer, red wrapping paper, red scissors, everything is fucking red. Mm-hmm. And bravo, because that is dedicated to a craft that that was like the whole uh, like I was so bored that I was looking, I was writing down everything that was red. So <laughs> I, now I love this one. I think the girl, like uh, her name was Carol. Yeah. She does a really good job of of seeming worried. Of being stressed, and it makes you think that her, her like her, something either. I was like, okay, either her son is dead, or her son has that knife, and is like, if you don't give me the best goddamn Christmas I've ever had, you're fucking dead, mom. Okay, like mm, like I- those videos you see of of kids opening up uh, an iPhone and it's an iPhone fucking six instead of an iPhone seven, and they flip the fuck out. Yeah, like, my initial thought was that either, like, the son was dead upstairs or, like, she, the bird was her kid or something weird like that. Because she does a good job of, like, seeming like this lonely type of lady on Christmas Eve. Yeah, because, like, she, and she does, she even has, like, a slight breakdown where she envisages herself, like, freaking out and just stabbing the shit out of this ninja bot. Yeah. Um, and, but that didn't happen, it was just in her head, um... And Carol will show up, and she is freaking out. She is like, oh, my God. Like, I'm like, okay, she's going to wake up. The Carolers are going to wake up the son. Son's going to be pissed, and the son's going to kill her. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that is, I am in that state. That is what I think is going to happen. So, but uh, she opens it up, and uh, she starts crying, and it's very convincing as she listens to these Carol Carolers. Um, and as the Carol leaves, there's a hooded, cloaked figure just chilling still there that I guess she didn't notice. She shuts the door and an ornament falls off and breaks for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, okay, someone's in the fucking house then. Are the kids up? Now the kid's up. I'm here. 
more careless show up, but it's just the one chick, the hooded one. And she's like, oh, you're so good at singing. Funny enough, my name is Carol. And I was like, ha, that's clever. I like that. Uh, she's singing again. Uh, and it's, she knocks on the door again, starts singing again or whatever. It's the same chick. And this time she stabs Carol's with, I guess, gigantic candy cane statue Swords, ornament yeah. things. I, I really don't know. Yeah. But I mean, stabs her right in the fucking chest. Um, and it turns out she's pissed because Carol bought the last store, bought the last toy, which I'm guessing is that ninja bot, grabbed it right out of her hands on Black Friday, and she's gonna show this rich bitch what for. This is the horror version of Jingle All the Way. Yeah. Oh my God, that is so. Oh, you, you are so fucking right. I didn't even think about that. That's what I thought immediately. Oh my God, that's great. So I, but I was so taken back by this twist that I was like, holy shit, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. So then as she's like explaining to her all this shit, she's like, help me. And she's like, help you. I just stabbed you. Why would I help you? And then she goes, he's upstairs. And she goes, I'm not going to kill your son. And I'm just like, wait, why would she tell her where her son is? Uh huh. Unless her son's a goddamn demon. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now I'm back on board with the son's a fucking killer. Oh, this yeah. fucking one's getting me. So, um, she then beats carol to death with a santa statue and then says wow that was fucking nuts which i honestly think would be exactly what uh someone would say if they were that pent up and killing someone over uh the last tour i could see arnold schwarzenegger killing sinbad and then going wow that was fucking nuts (laughs) Um, i can't talk like arnold schwarzenegger so i can't do that in his voice but y'all can y'all can envision it um so the cool thing here is earlier we saw her like writing on the back of a note, which I guess she was going to like slip to one of the carolers or something and then decided against it. I don't know. They never really show what's up with that. Yeah. I don't understand why she like didn't. Yeah. She that. wrote this note, but then she didn't seem to really try to give it to anyone. Yeah. So, uh, the note gets dropped as the woman grabs a toy and the kid and I, as I wrote the dad show up with a gun in matching pajamas. Um, and now I'm like, Oh shit! What the fuck's gonna happen? What what the fuck is this? So wait, is the dad sadistic? Is the dad's like, if you don't give my son the greatest Christmas ever and like eat the milk and cookies and make it look like Santa came, I'm fucking you up. Like uh, uh, like how when we reviewed uh the Black Christmas remake, it made me feel like if those parents were actually good enough, like the dad of Billy originally wanted to give him like the best Christmas ever, and the mom was like, I don't give a fuck about that little freak. Uh huh. It was like that, like that. So I started thinking yeah. like that. Um, and then he says, "Well, look, Philip, we get a new mommy for Christmas." And I'm like, "Oh shit, the dad is fucking sadistic." And then the note falls, and it says, "Help me! A very bad man lives here, and he is holding my son and I captive. Please help us." This twist is fucking awesome. But now we've got to go. Okay, so is this not Carol's house? This is the guy's house. And he kidnapped Carol and her son and put them in this house? Because she said, lives here. Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought, like, I had thought that Carol and her son lived there. Well, at first, like, when I saw the twist, I thought the son and the dad were both in on it. And they both kidnapped, like, a mom because they didn't have, like, a wife in the house or something. I didn't realize until they read the note. But um, anyway, yeah, like, I was thinking it was Carol's house, but... um. 
I guess it would probably make more sense based on how the note was written that it was the dude's house. Yeah, and he just kidnapped her and her son. Yeah. Because he wanted a fucking proper Christmas, goddammit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that is by far... Okay, so my only problem with this skit it is, is the beginning of it is boring as fuck. It is literally her just wrapping presents and me pointing out everything that is red. It feels like very out of place yes they're i'll say that yes they're especially because it's so it's such a higher quality than everything else in this fucking movie Mm -hmm. like this is the like best looking one mm -hmm. the only thing like i didn't really love was when the lady does attack her like i feel like it gets kind of back to that like cheesy acting in that part but like at the same time it's like you know a berserk person trying to get a Christmas present. I mean, like I said, we've seen that in Jingle All the Way, so it's not like it's like something new and crazy. But like the acting was just a little bit goofy there. But other than that, I mean, it made for like a cool slow burn short Christmas skit. Yes, very much so. It feels like Christmas. It's it's fucking great. Um, unlike the the skit with the with the chick who will bang someone to kill the monster, which was a Thanksgiving skit. Didn't feel yes. like Thanksgiving besides the cranberry sauce reference. Um, and then him wanting to, the guy wanted to spend the Thanksgiving with his dad who apparently is going to die. Uh, well, your son beat you to it, fucker. <laughs> um, so yeah, just, just the only thing I wish is that they, they would have sped up the, the beginning. It didn't need to be that much. You really weren't building suspense. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you were really just throwing a lot of red herrings. <laughs> Get it red. Um, <laughs> that I was just trying to kind of figure out, but the ending of it was so fucking good that I, I fucking man, I love that. Mm-hmm. All right, so back to the couple. Uh, they want to leave because she's not going to force him to get a house that he feels weird in, and uh, he's like, "Well, let's go to the cellar. You got to check out the cellar." So he convinces them, and down there we get more horror references with Near Dark and uh, Night of the Living Dead. And there's a stain on the floor, so they start talking about uh, the stain on the floor. So we go to March 25th, 2006. Now, this has to be like the first people who have ever lived in this house or something. Because it sounds like they've been living there for a while. He's been living in that house for the past 20 years. Because he's been uh, neighbors with these with this other couple for fucking 20 years. They say it. And it's, so this is John's birthday. His neighbors bring him uh, over the hill cake so i'm guessing he's turning 50 or 51 or something uh-huh he's uh, got an apron on there's some blood he says he was painting they're painting the cellar and the attic or one or the other they're not sure because they both do the classic cliche of answering the question wrong together uh and this dude's wife is super young yeah she is like bravo dude um <laughs> So the the one neighbor guy wants to go down to the cellar and he walks down there and sees something and we don't know what it is, but he gets his throat slashed by uh, the MILF. So go back upstairs and it's the husband talking about how they've been neighbors for 20 years and then he kills the wife and uh, gives us a good clean shot at a not good looking decapitated head. Should not have lingered on that shot. I'm not sure why you did that. Mm-hmm. That is not a good looking decapitated head. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, so it turns out that John's name is Carpenter. He is Mr. John Carpenter. 
that is a little too fucking on the nose movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, turns out they're serial killers, and, uh... The man, he's getting old. You know, he's got hemorrhoids. He's got a bum knee. Hell, he'd forget his chloroform if it wasn't in the trunk of his car. <laughs> so, um. uh, she shows him that her birthday present is a, uh, a a girl. And not a porker, because he didn't want to clean up the fat that much. Um, but she's not super skinny. She is a very, like, healthy-looking girl. Well, yeah. not healthy. What's the word thick. to describe thick? Okay, on the on the yeah. lighter on the side of thick, um, and she's tied up. And while he goes up to get his knives, the wife is taking selfies with a very fucking old phone. And I gotta say, I don't. I had phones that old that were flip phones, and some of the first flip phones that had cameras on it. Uh huh. Not once did I ever turn that bitch around and take a selfie. Like, yeah. I, I don't remember anyone doing it. We were barely able to take pixelated pictures of our junk to send to each other. So, but yeah. she's taking selfies, and as she's taking selfies, um, the girl is getting out. She gets us all, and so by the time the cop, the uh, the uh, John Carpenter gets down there, uh, she's got the wife hostage with a saw. You know, it's funny when she was taking those selfies. Like I was in my head, I thought for a second, like, how does she not see the girl behind her getting up? Because I was picturing <laughs> today's phones where you can actually see what you're taking a picture of and i was like oh yeah right yep so uh the wife headbutts her and gets out and uh the phone drops and the girl automatically doesn't try to run away or fight or anything but just grabs the phone and starts calling 911 and the fucking phone line is busy the phone line to 911 is busy i hate that like i was just like i mean this is not the number you call when you're just call like it's the nine one one emergency number. Like, like I, I know I, I think in the movie the visit that happens too. She like she like calls nine one one and she's like nine one one is isn't answering okay and I'm just like it just seems so ridiculous. But this is two thousand four. Maybe that happened in two thousand four. I don't remember because I never Perhaps. had to call the cops in two thousand four. I've never called the cops, so yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um. So she can't get through. The guy, the old man, grabs an axe and raises it above his head. But I guess he raised it with such ferociousness <laughs> that it sent the axe flying off with a velocity into the wife's head. Are you fucking kidding me? This dude who got winded, like, one, you don't need to do that with an axe. You just pick it up, and unless you were going to throw it at her, but that was a full-on axe, not a fucking hatchet. Yeah. Um, so it stabs the wife, and then um, he gets stabbed in the ass, which I guess is where his hemorrhoid is. And So many it, hemorrhoid jokes. So many hemorrhoid jokes. Jesus Christ, the hemorrhoid jokes. There's some stoners laughing his ass off. So he yeah. gets stabbed in the ass, and then he falls on the knife, and she throws up, and he starts. she starts stabbing the old man, and then... She keeps trying to call the police as she goes to the stairs to get out. First of all, I wouldn't have been trying to... I wouldn't have grabbed that phone. I would have just been right out of there. Yeah, same here. So then, but as she gets to the doorway to the cellar, she gets shot in the head by a guy at the top of the stairs. Then it says, 10 years later, which means now we're back at the killer in the black mask who curb stomped the blonde chick. So I'm guessing the guy at the top of the stairs that shot her... Is the real estate agent? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was. 
Uh, really hard to tell, but I want to say the hat matches, and that's what I'm going off of. Yeah. So we go back, and the guy who called the the black uh, mass killer an idiot turns out to be the real estate agent. And he's like, what happened at the library will not be tolerated. The society has rules. Okay, so now there's some kind of cult, Illuminati-like society that's doing something. Mm-hmm. If you want to know what that something is, I'm fucking sorry for you. They don't fucking tell you. Yes. At all. Um, so, then we jump back to the couple in the cellar. Uh, the real estate agent claims claustrophobia, and the, the, the husband is like, well, that's weird. You were fine a minute ago. He's like, I gotta leave, and he make a phone call. He runs up there. The husband tries to get out the door, but it's locked or, or something. So, he goes back down, and then he sees the black mask killer behind the wife, and we hear the sounds of sh- her getting killed, and instead of running to try to save her, he runs back up to the door, which we know because it sh- instead of showing her dying, they show the real estate agent holding the door to keep him from getting out. Mm-hmm. So then I guess he gets killed, but I actually thought this was kind of clever because I thought, what if he ran back down and killed the black mask killer? And now he, when he gets out, he's going to kill the fucking real estate agent. That'd be Ooh. Yeah. Doesn't fucking happen, Carly. Didn't happen. It didn't. You're right. Nope. I watched it. I thought it, it would happen. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, so anyway, um, they're down there. The, the cleaners show up all fucking men in black style, uh, to, or, or itchy the killer style, whichever you prefer. And they go down there to clean the mess and it's just a guy who's vacuuming up blood. The mass killer show is still down there, though, and he takes away the vacuum, shoves the host into the guy's belly. This whole thing looks terrible. And then they just, you know, take a bucket of blood and bloody water or whatever and then just throw it onto the ground. Just splash a whole thing. And I'm like, really? Yeah, that- like... The- the, uh, the blood is just so It looks down. Like, like red water. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just watered down dye or something. Yeah, like they were just like, let's just fucking waste all this uh, cherry Kool-Aid. Should have done black cherry Kool-Aid. It probably would have looked a bit realer if you know, it was darker. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but it just looks bad. So then the mask killer uh, goes out and the real estate agent has left at this point. And, uh, I don't think we ever see him again. We never see this real estate agent again after he tells the cleaners to go downstairs and that the other people that it's done. Yeah, no, it's the, uh, mask guy's time to shine at this point. Yeah. So mask killer is like, well, if, if he's not here to watch me, I'm going to go upstairs and kill someone. Now I didn't notice this, uh, throughout this whole movie. So throughout this whole movie, there's signs in the house that talks about blue something like purple. And I thought that was a real estate agent. But when you when he leave, when the real estate agent leaves the house, the real the picture of the real real estate agent is on there, and it is not this fake real estate agent we've been talking to this whole time. Mm-hmm. But then the real real estate agent shows up and gets stabbed to death with his own sign. Yes. And then the mass killer goes and crushes another cleaner's head uh, using the the back of the truck's door. And then he goes back to the backyard where he's killing someone else, but I don't know who it is because it did not. It was. It didn't look like the real estate agent, the real real estate agent. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. 
this is where I kind of got a little screwy. <laughs> yeah, so he's killing that guy. We find out a guy walking down the street hears the screaming. He's on the phone. He hears the screaming. And he goes in there to see the lawnmower guy who looks like he's using the lawnmower on the dude's face. Yeah. On the guy. So he gets up. He bags this dude, which he got a trash bag from fucking somewhere. I guess the trash can. Stabs that dude. Uh, then he stabs. Then two teen girls see it. So he runs and stabs them. His knife is long as fuck because he makes it through two heads, Carly. Two of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, think of the strength it would take to stab through two fucking skulls. Yeah. I think, to be fair, one of them, I think it was more like the cheek area, but, you know. Okay, yeah, I guess that's that's true. So it might have been a little more fleshy, but yeah. at the same time. So he goes back to there, and it turns out the lawnmower guy was just getting his arms chopped off. Right. Not his face, even though it was clearly over his face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I guess maybe it was going to his face, and he had his arms up to try to block his face from getting it. I guess that makes sense now. Man. Okay, you know what? I'll, I'll let you side. Oh. Uh, and then he just acts that guy. Now we jump again to four hours later, and there's a cop staking out the house who is called back to the station uh, because. Because. Why was this cop here? <laughs> Did he dot, have dot. suspicions? Is he part of the cult? What what role does he play? Well, the world may never know. Yeah. Uh, so then we go to uh, a mom who's chopping up dinner, and her daughter comes in and says, Mom, my friend is really nice. Who is? My friend with the red eyes. Oh, don't be afraid. He just wants to play. <laughs> and then the fucking mask guy grabs the girl and that's and the mom screams and bam, done. We go back to uh and I guess this is the end of the the reach around for the stories of the house stories. So now mm-hmm. we go to the reach around to that reach around which back is on the couch with the mustache guy and he says this movie sucks and then he gets killed by the mask guy who now has appeared here somehow. Yeah, um, breaking wall apparently yeah and then the other guy uh who didn't get killed by the mustache guy gets killed with a shovel and then has his intestines poured in his face and i'm like first of all that's just disrespectful mm-hmm. you ain't have to do that yeah that's that was fucking you're a dick uncalled um, for oh uh, you're right jesus man uh so uh then his i guess his friend walks in with a bong who the fuck just walks into someone's house in broad daylight with a bong in their hand. You didn't try to hide. You didn't put that in a towel. You didn't put that in a book bag. Just walking clear as day with a bong. It's like some Harold and Kumar shit. Uh, yes. Um, so, uh, and then he gets choked out with the intestines of the guy that had just died. Then the killer drops his mask, picks up a new mask, and uh, and I'm left to say, who the fuck, what the fuck is any of this? Who the fuck is that? Like, literally, this is might as well be a nightmare before Christmas. The fuck is this? The fuck is that? There's fucking murder everywhere. Like, what the fuck? You did not explain jack shit. Let me go to another anthology movie that was really, really popular that I also had the same complaint about, and that's VHS. Your wraparound needs to make fucking sense. Trick or Treat's wraparound made fucking sense. It even did the thing you did where it inf- it was with all the stories. That was fucking dope. But your 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 wrap around to the wrap around which is this weird meta thing you're trying to do 
which doesn't explain anything. I have no idea who the society is. I have no idea who the fake real estate agent is. I have no idea who the mass killer is. I have no idea who the Atticus mass killer who gets killed by the mass killer who was trying to kill the blonde and then he kills, he didn't say the blonde because he then ends up killing the blonde after he kills the fucking mask. Or wait, I'm sorry. Where was that mask? Where, where did he even take the blonde chick to? He's like, no, real estate agent's like, you can't kill her here. So yeah, wait, yeah. this is not, so wait, was the blonde chick not in the house that the rest of everybody was in? Was that a different house down the road? Yeah, I, I thought I missed something there because like, you know, at the beginning, that's like the first, um, I guess, it's not even the first skit, but it's like, you know, one of the things, it's one of the first like girls who gets killed by a masked man and then like, they drag her away, and I'm like, oh, there's going to be, like, this secret place where all these dead bodies are at the end. And, yeah, like, like just... I thought maybe the couple, when they go into the cellar, bam, uh-huh. that's the blonde chick. She's down there getting fucking yeah. murdered or something, and they need, like, people to witness the sacrifice because that's part of the the fucking prophecy for the cult, for them to bring back Alawalo wishes or something. Like... <laughs> something but they don't explain fucking anything and I, i'm sorry i am so okay if a movie is done right they do not have to explain everything yeah. look at the void from 2017 fantastic fucking movie didn't explain everything explained mm-hmm. a decent uh, uh, explained enough for me to go man that was fucking cool but did not explain enough that i was pissed off and i was like dude if they make a sequel they can explain more but this movie is a sequel to a movie I've never seen, and I have no idea if I need to see that movie to understand volumes of blood horror stories, but I don't think so, because it seems like it's just like, we wanted to make another anthology, so here we go, kind of like Creep Show to Creep Show 2. Yeah, you don't most need to fucking. Are... Yes. When it comes so... to the anthologies. Yeah, so they just did not fucking explain anything, and, and I hated VHS when they did this. I fucking hated how their wraparound, which to me was a very fucking dope wraparound, did not explain jack shit. I knew fucking nothing. They didn't finish the story. It's it's lazy writing where you're trying to be clever. Ho, ho, you don't know. No, I need to fucking know because you didn't give enough for me to fucking know. And there is a chance that I maybe I missed something. I've only seen this movie once. Um, may, maybe when I was writing a note down, I, I, I missed something, but if I take a long note, I pause the movie. Yeah. Um, I maybe mean, there's like, something in the first, in the first volumes of blood. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm curious Do- to see the first one, but like, I don't know, like you said, like a movie like the void, like doesn't have to make sense. Still like a good movie, like a movie like this where it's like, you have all these stories kind of, and they seem like they're supposed to come together in the end to like form something like I feel like it always definitely should make sense and like clear things up because then you're just like falsely foreshadowing things and then you're left thinking like am I dumb or did I miss something or what yeah and then I I waited through the entire credits because I was like maybe there's an after credit scene that explains something Uh and there there is an after credit scene yeah and it doesn't explain anything it's literally just the mass killer spraying off blood from the back of his car and another guy comes up and sees it and runs away. And this time the mass killer shrugs. Is this the same mass killer that chased down two teenage girls to stab them in the head because they saw what he was what what he was doing? And now he's just like, oh fuck, man. I, I, you know what? Never mind. It's it's late. I gotta get home. My wife is gonna be so fucking pissed. I was out all day. I think 
I'm not sure because I don't understand the timeline for this movie, but I was possibly out all day and I really got to give it. If I miss dinner again, she is going to be pissed. God, why did I make, why did I give her so much shit for not having dinner ready on the table when I got home? Because now if I'm not there for dinner, Lord forbid, I get the fucking reckoning brought down on my head. I'm just trying to kill people for a cult that I don't understand and I'm terrible at following the rules. I have no self-control but the guys, the real estate agent's gone now, so who gives a fucking shit? No one's watching me. I'm going to kill over who the fuck I want, including these uh, meta horror film fans for no fucking reason. How did I even find them? Where, like, what the fuck? That was beautiful, Jerry. Like, I'm just saying, I don't, like, explain your fucking movie. I'm giving you the same shit I gave VHS. I'm sorry, but fuck you, explain your fucking movie. That's it. Yeah. I, I I don't think the movie's terrible. I do think it's too long. I think they could have shaved some shit down. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe, you know, take take out the, the meta horror fan wraparound. That's the wraparound to the to the uh, we're a couple looking at this house uh, wraparound. And, you know, and I kinda like, explain shit. I almost kind of like the meta horror fan thing. And then, uh, but like the fact that it was a wraparound to another wraparound was like really lame and pointless. Cause like you, like it like took up a pretty big chunk of the movie. Like the whole first part of the movie is like about those guys. And then all of a sudden you're like at this, well, no, the first whole part of the movie is like a movie within a movie. And then you get those guys and then you get another wraparound. So like, it's just like so much, like a good 40 minutes. Yeah. Also the whole, okay. Going back to the, um, the killer showing up to kill the blonde chick and then he gets killed by the black mask killer. Uh-huh. I, I hate to say it. That's kind of a rip off of something we already saw in trick or treat where the principal kills someone and then he gets, he gets killed by another killer in the same anthology. Yeah, true. Like eh, kind of yours is done a little different. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, but who the fuck was that guy? At least when Trick or Treat did it, I knew who the fucking principal was. He had a backstory. And then I found out the cool twist of, of the chick that killed that ends up killing him. Uh, that was a good twist. Uh, but who the fuck is this dude? Is he, like, is he, like, he... He's not the fucking dude... You know what? When Was the mass killer, the black mass killer, is he the same guy that killed the first guy on Halloween? Because I don't remember seeing him sleeveless any other time. But that dude had no sleeves on him. Um. Was there a third killer and I just didn't notice? Or was he, uh, he just wanted to make sure his guns were out for everyone to see until he got a little chilly and then he put on a brown coat? For some reason, I don't know. I thought there was two, like, because there's like two in the Halloween one, correct? Okay, so at least two. The Halloween starts off with... Uh, shirtless masked killer. Well, not uh, not shirtless. Sleeveless masked killer guy, killing uh-huh. the dude who was talking shit and and was knew the future of Pokemon Go. And then we go to the blonde's house where the where someone else who is wearing a cloak, who is wearing a brown cloak, is uh going to kill her. The one who kind of looks like the scarecrow Atticus guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's going to kill her, but then the black black mask killer shows up. Not his arms are covered, and he kills the Atticus looking killer. And I'm just like, so were one of those 
the 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 sleeveless killer or not? I think. Are there may- three killers in this town? I think there might killers? have been three. How many killers are in this goddamn town? I don't know. It's a pretty bad this place. This place is oversaturated. Mm-hmm. Don't want to be there. Even though Leslie Vernon had another killer in his area, at least that one was retired. It's not like they were both active in the same fucking town. The one was retired. Yeah, yeah. It was his turn. Yeah, what the fuck? These people are running a fucking muck. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. So, anyway, that's volumes of blood. I guess before we get out of here, we need to give the thumbs up, sideways thumb, thumb down to this whole box. So let's... Start from the beginning uh, and go The Apparition. I have not, neither one of us seen it. Um, Just looking at it, it does, it looks like I'm going to be doing a sideways thumb that I feel like is going to teeter down. Because you you said Austin from Woodsboro World said this, right? Yes. Okay, he's more realistic. I can follow what he says. Yeah. So, but, but you know what? I haven't seen it. He did say it was fun, if, if a little generic. So, you know what? I'm going to keep it at a sideways thumb until I've seen it. Yeah, um, I'm also going to give it a sideways thumb because, like I said, I haven't seen it. Um, you know, I want to be fair, but I, I would assume it's probably going to be a thumbs down. Gotcha. All right, so the Lazarus Effect. I'm giving this a thumbs up because Childish Gambino is in it. I don't have to see the movie. I don't give a fuck if it sucks. Childish Gambino is in it. Thumbs up. Damn. Well... I'm going to give it another sideways thumb and I'm going to lean it towards the up part because I've heard pretty good things about it. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, Resident Evil Afterlife. Um, I'm going to give it a thumbs up because it's a steel case and I do like steel cases. That is pretty nice uh, to get. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to say that I haven't seen the third movie. So now I've got to go track down. This is the only problem with doing sequels. When it's one sequel, that's one thing. But now, like, I gotta go if I want to see the the. I, I if I hadn't seen anything, I'd have to get three fucking movies. Yeah, which isn't too bad considering you can buy like almost all of them except like the newest one. So like six movies or some shit for like yeah. twenty five bucks on Blu Ray and a package together. Of course, if I do that, I don't need this Resident Evil Afterlife steelcase. True. So, uh, but I'm going to give it a thumbs up because you know what? It's a steel case. It's like when they do something nice and they give us a signed movie or something like that. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to say I'm appreciative of them doing something for us. Whether I like the movie or the sequel part of it, I I do dig that they threw us a steel case. So thumbs up. Yeah, I mean, okay, for this one, like, yeah, you have a point. I'll give it a thumbs up because it's a steel case, and I think steel cases are pretty dope. But um, for the movie itself, just judging by that, I'll probably end up giving it a thumbs down because, I mean, I will say I, I've, I've seen the first two, and I did like the first two, surprisingly. They're not really my type of movie. They're those, like, action-y, more action-y than horror-type films I'm really not a fan of, but... um. I don't think I've seen part three and it's just not like a franchise I can really get behind and want to rewatch a lot or watch all of them for that matter. And this is like a part four. So I feel like I'm probably not going to care for it too much. So thumbs down for the movie, but thumbs up for horror pack being nice and giving us this. You know what I just noticed? I don't know if yours, I haven't opened mind yet. Uh, There's a lot of moisture 
in this thing. Oh, really? Like, yeah, that's. Oh. I'm gonna have to open this because if that's moisture, I need to get that out. That's a that's disturbing you know, steel case. Um, that is disturbing. And then uh, volumes of blood, horror stories. Uh, I. Uh oh, this is a hard one. Um, I don't want to give it a direct thumbs down, because I liked that Christmas one a lot. Mm-hmm. But to be honest with you, besides all the horror references, did you see um, how? Did you see how the ending credits like said this movie was for like I think like Toby Hooper and um who else? Uh, like Wes Angus Craven or and uh, yeah. Angus Scrimp. Like pretty much if uh, Stuart Stuart Gordon like if they if a horror person had died by the time this movie came out like they were like putting your name on there. Yeah, you could tell they were like horror fans, which is kind of cool. But like yeah, yeah. I'll give it to them. They're horror fans and they know they're horror. And this yeah. movie, like, honestly, if you aren't fucked up about the whole timeline and the wraparound to wraparound to not explain anything, if you don't care about that and you just want to have a good time, you just want to see, like, some fun horror, you will actually enjoy this. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't care that much about the story. Um, yeah. In fact, I would think that uh, if you're you just want a fun movie... You're, the segment you're going to not like the most is the Christmas segment, which is my favorite segment. Yeah. So I think that's kind of fun. By the way, what was your favorite segment? Uh, pro- I would probably have to go with the Christmas segment. And I actually honestly kind of like the one with the uh, uh, two people murdering their neighbors with the on their birthday as well, kind of. Because it was just like ridiculous and yeah. kind of funny. Because I, I know about annoying I- neighbors. I guess that was maybe a homage to the movie Parents, which did like a very that, but... very similar thing. Um, and then that's a homage to Parents, and the the one with the bathtub, like if they, if they truly made a reference to like that that was um if that was kind of a joke on Deathbed, the bed that eats. Bravo, you guys know your fucking horror. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know what I'm? I liked the Christmas one so much that I'm going to, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up, but it's slightly diagonal. It's it's slightly going towards the middle. It's like right between thumbs up and thumbs sideways. I don't seventy five percent there. I don't that if that makes any sense. I don't like this thumb nonsense. I mean. I will say, like, you know me, I rate stuff, like, 1 to 10, and I did give this movie a 5 out of 10, because I just found it, like, overall, as a movie, I found it to be average, even though there was stuff I liked, there was also, like, a fair amount of stuff I didn't like, so, in that uh, sense, I would probably give it a thumb sideways. Gotcha. I I feel, hey, uh, I mean, uh, IMDb only gives it a 4.8. If I had to rate it, I am probably at a five also. Yeah. Um, it to me it's average. I do, I did, I do think there was potential here to do some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And at every turn that I thought they were gonna do, I kept predicting that they were gonna do this super cool thing, and then they just never did. Yeah, that's kind of where I was too. Except in the Christmas one, where I kept predicting cool stuff, but then they just fucking one up to that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I will say their twist endings for each one were decent. Um, like it, this one, I guess, just isn't for me. It's a little, 
much like Plank Face, it's lacking in certain parts of the story where they need to be explaining stuff that they just are not. Yeah, so, and I mean, it's like these movies, for the most part, are all just like these low-budget movies. So, like, I can always give, like, an A for effort. I always, like, I feel like none of the movies we've watched so far have been absolutely awful or anything. It's just, like, I feel like like this one and the one we just watched are just missing certain elements that could have made them awesome. Yes, I'll agree to that. And like, and, and keep in mind, I don't rate a independent movie the same way I would rate a mainstream movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's still, you know, bars I have to be set. Like, like I've said, scare houses by far, one of my favorite independent movies that have came out. And I, I rated that in eight. Um, so volumes of blood was a five. Um, yeah, so I think some of you would like it, but for for me and Carly, we do have issues with the story that, that we think they could have done better on. Yeah. Just explain shit to me. That's all I ask. You yeah. don't have to explain everything. Explain enough that I understand what's going on and, and maybe hungry for more. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. That's fine. So, everyone, that was Horror Pack January 2018. You should definitely be on Horror Pack. If you don't want Blu-ray, go DVD. We don't review the DVDs, but you can do it anyway. So, for us, thank you for joining us. We will see you uh, probably the beginning of March as we do the February Horror Pack, which is going to have a big name exclusive um, that you will either know or not know by the time it gets here, depending if you're taking the Carly route and ostrich head into the sand, not letting information in. Or if you're like you're like me and it can it came out it it was every I saw it fucking everywhere. Yeah, I just um, don't pay attention to anything and like I like to keep it that way. I like I just don't want to see it. I think it's fun to be surprised and yeah. Exactly. So um, for me, you can check me out at Kill the Cast. Um, we are on YouTube, Facebook, a Facebook group, Patreon. Uh, all kinds of stuff. There are link in the description where you will be able to see all of that. And you can also check out Carly at Netflix and Chill Horror Podcast and her YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Carly317. Uh, links for that will also be in the description because we're so nice like that. You can always check it out. Mm-hmm. So with that, uh, thanks. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Carly, you got any last things to say? Um, No. I don't. Horror Pack's awesome. That's it. Yeah, fucking... We'll, we love Horror Pack. We hope you love Horror Pack. I really need to pick up one of those Horror Pack pens. I think when I get paid, I'm going to have to break down and buy one of those Horror Pack pens because I've been getting into the pen game recently. And I'm going to yeah. buy a cork board and I'm going to put all the pens on a cork board. Nice. Yeah, I'm getting fucking artsy up in this bitch. <laughs> so, uh, shout out to Horror Pack for always rocking it. Uh, for always giving us a deal. Like I said, there's almost $50 worth of Blu-rays in this $25 pack. And that's awesome. Also, you're supporting independent horror, which is always a good thing. So, thank you everybody for checking us out. We will see you next time on the Unofficial Horror Pack. If you like me and Carly, make sure you come over to our other podcast and check out what we're saying there. In fact, Carly just joined Kill the Cast to review The Wolfman from 1941, which she had never seen before. And now... She knows the greatness that is Lon Chaney Jr. Yes, I am no longer a virgin to the Wolfman, that is. (laughs) Okay, there's too many jokes in there that high schoolers who are really stoned would laugh. So with that, goodbye, everyone.